The Lord Jesus had a question. I'm going to look at the gospel. He said, what did you go out to see? A reed shaken in the wind? We go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 7. And as they departed, two of John's followers, John the Baptist, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? The Lord asks the same question three times already. A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written. This is the one. This is the man. The man in the wilderness crying out, telling people to turn from their ways to prepare a highway for the Lord. Multitudes came, all strata in society, all segments. They all came to see, what's this phenomenon? This man in the wilderness, and everybody's attracted over here, and he doesn't look like any established authority. He's very strange. But something's drawing us. The Ancient of Days, the Almighty God, formed John the Baptist, the baptizer, in his mother Elizabeth's womb to prepare him for the absolutely unique task of turning the people to the Messiah who was going to come. He's already there and was going to appear. And about this prophet, Lord says, this is the one. This is the man I have chosen. This is my messenger. We pay close attention to the word of God. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. God preparing the way for the Messiah, his Messiah. But notice these verses. What did you all go out to see? The Lord had a comment. He had an everlasting word about this man in the earthly realm, his physical relative. But a man who he himself formed, 
And this is the man of whom Jesus is speaking. Three times the description, the question and the answer. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? In other words, what exactly did your eyes see? Do you understand what you saw? Did you understand this was an uncompromising man? He was not with the wind and the waves of popular opinion. Oh, we can see from the words following these three questions and immediate answers how much God loved this man, John the Baptist. Like Moses, he did exactly what God called him to do. May we be determined to seek and receive that kind of commendation from God. John the Baptist was on a straight course. He was a bright light, burning light. Many of us cannot say that. That's how we started out. Nonetheless, we are included in the kingdom of God. But a determination must be made that I will be like this man. Now, the wisdom of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, will make us understand that we're not called to imitate a cut and dry, rigid, carbon copy approach to everyone we meet claiming we're prophets and so we will lash out. God makes originals. No copies. And so the person that's filled with the Holy Spirit and led of the Spirit will know how to speak. Even the Messiah himself did not always speak as John the Baptist did. It was a different ministry and yet the same kind of ministry. John the Baptist never went to an outcast woman at the well in Samaria, Sychar, to say, I have living water for you. If you would have known who asked you for a cup of water or some water from this well, you would have asked him and he would have given you living, living water. John the Baptist never had an interview given and an interview with a ruling member of the Sanhedrin by night. How tenderly the Savior spoke and how Vehemently, he renounced hypocrisy at the same time. How important it is to know that we don't know. 
how to act with people. We don't. We don't know how to convey the word. We don't know how to speak a word in season. There are many, many phrases, catchphrases that people have picked up, Christian jargon. They don't even know what they're talking about. Because many times the preaching will not be after the counsel of God. But they use word, words like this, the word in season. Many places. And that was anointed. The fire of God was there. They know nothing about it. They know about the counterfeit, which they believe is the real thing. But they know nothing about the real thing. But when we are informed by continuous, humble, broken approach to study God's word, then God helps us to know exactly how he wants us to speak and what he wants us to say and how to approach people. There's no cookie-cutter method and there's no rigid way. We can't claim I'm John the Baptist. I'm called to be like Elijah and then go and tell everybody, look, it's do or die. It's my way, the highway, and this is what you're going to do. Because God says this and that. Very easy to shut someone down and destroy them by not having the Spirit of God to speak tenderly when needed. By the same token, the opposite is true too. Very easy to go and in the name of love keep talking to people in a very gentle and tender way and never with the fear of God and authority of God when God directs that way. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Those people are in king's houses. Very comfortable. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? In other words, the first two categories are people who go where it's comfortable. And they say the things that please people. And they're in places where God says they are compromising. They're not speaking for him. But the Lord gave the answer. A prophet and more than a prophet. John executed God's will. And further, the Lord gave him the greatest commendation for any natural person that is a human born of a woman in that covenant, particularly. Because he said, Surely I say to you, among those born of women, there's not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven, all that is from God, suffers violence, and the violent taken by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him here. Then he says about the children, the people present of his day, unlike John, they played the flute and they mourned whatever they wanted to do, but they didn't find John agreeing with them. They didn't find him dancing to their tune or doing what he wanted. He was faithful to God. And he says, wisdom is justified by her 
children. May the Lord help us to be able to discern, to be able to understand To walk with the Lord, truly walk with Him, will not be popular, especially among the established religion. To truly represent the Lord and speak for Him requires us to be near Him, close to Him. so that we accurately speak what God wants us to. What would happen if a church is full of people like that? Not necessarily looking at a heroic picture, a heroic figure from the Bible and saying, I like to be like that. Let me get some attributes and get that label on me. My claim to fame, no. To walk in the fear of the living God and love Him passionately and spend much time with Him The question always will come up, always will come up, always will come up for each one of us. How much time did we actually spend alone with God? Actually spend. And in that time, how much or what percentage of that time we spent alone with God was actually spent with Him? Without distractions in our own thoughts. That will determine whether God finds us faithful. Lots of activity and lots of things we can do, Christian things and fellowship. But if we don't have time properly to spend with the Lord, then we won't be able to speak for Him. May we desire that, first of all, to please Him. And pray, say, Lord, use me. Use me like never before. To imitate Jesus. Praise be to God. As we ponder these words, let's ask the Lord to cause these things, including the prayer, to be cemented in us so we can be always attached to the Lord, truly in the vine. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed Redeemer, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the truth. Thank you, Jesus, for these words, Lord, these questions, Lord, you asked of the people, the public, including the church, including the disciples and all the people, to show them what exactly they witnessed, whether they knew it or not. It was a man who really walked with God and really knew exactly what God called him to do and he followed through exactly, precisely to the repentance and preparation of multitudes of people to hear the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. May we never be shaken by the wind. 
in popular opinion. May we never be undercover, secretly, Lord, doing what we like to do and saying words that are different, Lord, than the truth so that we can get popular, Lord, and be friends, Father, with everyone, everywhere. Lord Jesus, help us to have the spiritual spine to stay separated unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you for that wonderful hidden life in Christ where the outflow and the overflow of any conversation having to do with you, especially, would be marked by your presence. I fear, oh Lord, in our very midst, the people have picked up on this new jargon. I bind you and curse you and take victory in Jesus' name. Words such as those and the presence of God, words such as those, these phrases, Lord, to pick up on these things and have it in their portfolio, in the toolbox, is a sort of edge everywhere because it is some very precise, new or newly used catchphrases. When the endorsement from you, the backing from you, the power from you will only come to those who are truly holy before you and humble. And have your power. Thank you, Lord. Let that not be here. That no one would learn the lingo and not truly burn inside with the holy fire. Thank you, Lord. Every single person who's named by the name of Christ and belongs to this house of God have the awesome fear of God to be careful to use any word that they've learned here with the understanding that their life will be called to account for the way they have borrowed heaven's language to see whether this new way is matched by a new life on the inside a holy life thank you for bringing Father your people into sharper discernment thank you for showing us Lord that we're not called to seek our own comfort, to adjust ourselves for convenience and for the crowd, even a Christian crowd. Neither are we, Lord, called to Father in heaven. Take a stance of preaching, thus saith the Lord, with no command from you. Oh, Jesus, may that fear of God be upon your people. That no power will be transferred by imitating phrases, imitating styles, 
where the power will come only when, Lord, there's an imitation of Jesus Christ in the heart. Blessed be the rock. May none, Father, here in this church misrepresent you or your servants, Lord, the house of God. But may there be a tremendous awe that I'm in the presence of God with his word in my mouth being fed. I'll handle it with great care. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for calling a people out, training a people, and Lord, preparing a people to meet you. Thank you and praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.